Hello, Illuminated Souls. I'm Brianne Drioni. And I'm Tina Damore. Welcome to Shamans After Dark. Today, we'll be discussing the process of surrender. Surrender, which is a big one because I feel like this is something you and I have both really been learning lessons in lately. Um, yes. And I think we've referred to them. I think in our last episode, we we said something about surrender as well. It's definitely a theme. It is a theme. It's a mm-hmm. theme. It's, it's an important one. So we just really want to clarify that the importance of this. And when we're talking about surrender, it is not about saying that you are allowing and accepting abuse or mistreatment or harm coming to you. When we're mm. talking about surrender, it is about having an open-handed approach, allowing, accepting for things that we cannot change that are within our healthy life existence and boundaries. And, you know, you're still having boundaries in place with others. You're still showing up is a whole healthy individual, but it's allowing and accepting a surrendering to situations that we might be fighting against because we don't want to change. We don't want Mm -hmm. to accept something that's coming. You know, there we're just stubbornly sticking to something and not seeing the higher, bigger picture because we're so focused on this one track mind that we have going in a situation. So it's really about being able to bring ourselves to a place of, okay, here I am. Yep here I am and what am I going to do about this? And yes, what are exactly. the lessons that are in right in front of me? I mean, we can only control ourselves and our responses. We can't, you know, we can't um, delude ourselves into the belief that we have control, which is an illusion to try to fit everything into a neat little box. I mean, life really ever works that way. You know, it's the illusion or concept of control helps us f- like feel safe in this world where it can be very chaotic we do have some control over how we respond to things and what we're going to do about a certain situation. I'm going to share a story about, you know, how over the past, well, six years, actually, it's been only six years, I've been asked how I navigated through a really devastating illness and sank me into a wheelchair for like, you know, seven years. And, you know, I really answering that question, I think back when I recovered in 2014, I really uh, wrestled with what I could say, how I did. I, I, Cause I literally could not figure out. I would literally say, I, I really don't know. But now I can say after the six years, I had to go through all those emotions about needing a wheelchair in the first place. Um, I was being, you know, I was in my mid thirties. I was seeing friends live out their quote unquote normal lives, obtaining dream jobs, getting married and having children. My emotions were like anger feeling betrayed by life, being feeling betrayed by my body. I had anguish. I had to go through these emotions of feeling like I was something was punishing me, you know, this sort of, you know, what am I, you know, why am I going through this whole thing? And then I began to think about the potentiality of being in that wheelchair for the rest of my life. And, and, you know, I, so I, I went through these emotions of really kind of accepting, okay, this is where I am. This is it. I can't change it. But then I got to a place of like, okay, am I going to see myself like this for the rest of my life? And I didn't, I didn't like that idea. It didn't feel right. It, it really didn't align with who I was. It wasn't even something that I just rejected. It was like, no, it just, no, something inside me that just said, hell no. <laughs> and um, I began to really surrender to that possibility. And I surrendered to the present moment of actually needing the wheelchair. I came to a place of acceptance about my dependence on it. I've actually started to like my wheelchair at times. And there were certain moments I actually felt grateful wheelchair because I knew I couldn't 
mobilize without it. I even got a new wheelchair that you know was fuchsia. I got measured and everything. So it gave me some perks to my often long days. Although I was fully accepting that I was in the wheelchair, I wouldn't accept that I would be in it forever. I just, I just couldn't do it. So I surrendered to my present circumstances that freed me from fighting what was not no longer to be. I w- had to grieve the life of being a classroom school teacher and how many years I had worked towards that. And that allowed me to reserve more energy to feed what I was dreaming up instead, that possibility of what if, what if my whole life isn't going to be looking like I'm a burden to everybody around me that I had to be at nursing home level of care? What if there was something else beyond that door? So I didn't think it would be possible to fully recover at that point. I really didn't. I didn't know. It wasn't that I wasn't in the belief of it. I was just like, you know, I'm going to believe it because that's all I have, but I'm not sure. And I got to say, too, it sounds like, you know, when you kind of came to that place of allowing and, and surrendering a little bit, you grieve and have those feelings. Yeah. And then you said, okay, I can't stay here because this isn't productive, but I can accept and and be here, but also dream of what I'm hoping yes. is going to be my Yeah. Potential. It really just kind of, the process of accepting it, it emptied everything out. So then I was able to have that surrender to it. Okay. Like at that, you know, point of like, okay, what, what is, what is here for me then? I, I, what is the lesson in this? What, where do I go from here? And I just started surrendering to the vast amount of possibilities that actually freed me up from fighting for my life before. And it brought me to a place where I entertained every possibility, like dying, which is a possibility because I had several near death experiences, like being dependent on others for the rest of my life. And lastly, the what ifs about potential the miracles, the miracles. And I really started to go, okay, I believe in miracles. And in letting go of the tug of war to reclaim my life from before, I surrendered and was freed up to dream up what I did want in my real, my heart of hearts. And that shift was huge for me. That's amazing. And (laughs) you've had such an incredible journey. Every time I hear about it, it's just, I'm so amazed that, you know, from where you were and where you've gone and, and the process and the healing. And I mean, that's, it's hard dealing with chronic illness and chronic pain is no joke. It was a dark night of the soul, I will tell you. <laughs> it, it is no joke at all. And and you have to be with every moment of it and not judge yourself and not be like, I'm in victim mode and then beat yourself up. But no, you have a you have a right to be feeling like that. And for you know, for something really severe, you know. Well, yeah. and also I just to, to bring this up to some people that are dealing with chronic pain and chronic illness, look fine to others like they look like they're healthy but you don't know no what that right. person is feeling mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis so being able to have compassion for others experience that they're you need to make space for that because that's their reality they're living with that and even if they're showing up with a smile does not mean that they are feeling 100 percent. that's right to me illness isn't just a physical thing i mean dis-ease is is affects you on an emotional state spiritual state um you know all of these invisible quote unquote invisible things that we don't normally see you know one thing that my helping spirits have really taught me lately about surrender is open hands they they have been driving this at me for years <laughs> and they they always telling me that you know having open hands allows us to receive you know if we're holding too tightly to something because we're afraid to lose it it also means we aren't able to fully receive the gift of what we have 
and that, you know, they frequently show me this metaphor of open hands. It's about being in a space of surrender and allowing to allow myself to be in the moment, to be present in a situation, to be aware. And this is a quote from my helping spirits, open hands and open heart allows the energy to flow and for things to grow. When we have these closed (laughs) hands, nothing can grow. We're hanging on so dear life, right? We're filled with fear. Um, But when we can open our hands, we're allowing things to happen or allowing to be more present with things. We're not living in the state of fear or worrying of loss. It's, it's mm-hmm. just, it's a really, it's a very hard concept sometimes because we love things or want things. We want to just hold them so tightly. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm still working on my, as you could tell, because they drive this in we're my head all the time. This, yeah. We're always working. <laughs> we're always have our cyclical lessons. Yeah. So, you know, when we're trying to force things into the narrative we want we're trying to get things to fit our expectations or we're trying to create order out of chaos. We are not making space for the potential of what is or allowing ourselves to see the beauty in the journey or the lessons that we can learn from our current experience. Cause we're so spending all our energy into fighting it to make it something other than what it is, but it is what it is and how we show up and choose to be in that moment is huge. And when we can allow ourselves to surrender and say, okay, this is, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. And I'm just going to be with it for a minute. I'm going to surrender for, you know, not saying you're surrendering forever, you're not giving up, but you're just allowing, allowing yourself to be present and in the moment of what's occurring. Mm-hmm. Then we can see something different. Maybe we can change our perspective, you know? Yeah. I think that sometimes that what I notice from other people and also for myself, and I don't know if this is something I want to generalize for all people, but the reason why that we don't want to let go, that we want to keep fighting is because the work you have to do to let go and grieve is so hard. It's uncomfortable. But once you do it, then you do have an open hand. You are able to like allow it. Yeah. And also sometimes too, we get really married to our expectation of what we envisioned something being like we plan the perfect vacation in our heads. And this is what's going to happen. And the kids are all going to be happy. Nobody's going to have a meltdown. It's going to be this amazing time, or it's going to be this romantic experience. And then it completely goes sideways. And it's not that at all, because that's not reality. (laughs) Right. But we end up having to grieve, you know, what we wanted from the story that we built up in our head or the dream that we had about something or this expectation. So when we can let go and surrender of what we think is supposed to happen, we can get to a place of acceptance of what is. And by allowing, we can then be present, you know, for what is. We aren't hitting here with our tight little hands clenched to our little scraps of dreams, you know, where we're sitting here (laughs) like, okay. It also allows our nervous system to relax as well, because we aren't in this fear space. We aren't like clinging on to the roller coaster. We're we're like, okay, I'm going with this. So it doesn't mean you can't focus and have drive, but balance of that, balance yeah. of drive and focus and a balance of, you know, and having that surrender and ability to let go. It is huge. And it, it's, it's, I think it's pretty courageous because we're, we're, we're letting go and allowing to something we don't even know what's coming. Exactly. So trusting that, you know, uh, when we get knocked down, being in a place of surrender allows us the process of accepting things that didn't turn out as we hope, but we can get up, dust ourselves up and learn from that experience and try again with a new sense of awareness and come at it from a different perspective if we choose. Instead of throwing yourself again and again at something the same way and it's still like, why isn't this working? And keep <laughs> boom, doing the same boom, thing. Boom, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we allow ourselves the space to learn from a previous experience without judgment. Yeah, we don't have to cut ourselves down, right? We can say, okay. Yeah. 
I was did this sewing project for my son when he was must have been like five or six, and you know, we found this pattern for this little dinosaur that he loved and was like, Mom, can you make this? And I was like, Oh, sure. <laughs> I've never done that complicated of a sewing pattern before. And I'm completely self-taught when it comes to sewing. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll give it a try. Oh God, it must be like eight or 12 hours at my sewing machine. Oh, my and he, he kept coming in and would pat my back. Like, you're like, it's doing great, mom. You're doing great. <laughs> really motivating me because he was, and I thought it was going pretty well at first, but I'd never really done gussets or any kind of like really making dimension into a sewing mm-hmm. project before. And I thought I was going along. I'm like, okay, got got the groove. This is happening. <laughs> and the seam went wonky. And instead of like straight, it like went off at an angle. So the back, he's a wonky dinosaur, let's just say. <laughs> and I was so frustrated because I couldn't undo the seams without ripping the fabric. I was like, I'm going to have to start all over again. This isn't right. Like my idea of what perfection that mm-hmm. I was trying to, had to be perfect. And then my son came in and said, oh, this is great, mom. It's great. It's just fine. Like he loved it just as it was the imperfection. And yeah. I had to come to the realization of letting go of what my expectation of this project was going to be and the fact that my son loved it. And obviously this dinosaur wanted to be a one of a kind. That's right. Funky dinos. <laughs> this lopsided seams and all. Um, and when I could actually let go, I could just see the beauty of the experience that I made this silly dinosaur for my son. And he loved it and slept with it all the time. Aww. And it was great. And that I didn't need to have this idea of perfection, right? This unachievable thing that was going to be perfect if it was just like the picture in the book, which, you know. I think that often happens with art too. For for me, you know, it's like I have this picture in my head or if I'm, if I'm taking a, a, an idea from a, a photo or something, it's not, that's not coming out the way I want it to come out. And then if I just kind of let go and surrender to the experience, it becomes its own thing. It may not look like what I originally planned, but then like, it's sort of the process versus product. Well, and I think it's like, then we're really manifesting something. It's a little more, to me, it's a little more spiritual or allowing our creativity to just flow and something to just be created from that instead of being like, this is something I'm going to make and mass produce multiple times to create or sell in my Etsy shop. Like it's unique. It's one of a kind. It has Mm -hmm. its flaws and it's, that's what makes it beautiful. When we are trying to be married to this idea of perfection and can't let go of it, we're missing out of the magic of the surrendering to what is and allowing whatever needs to be created or expressed to be created and expressed. And I think there's a lot of internal resistance that we have to work to when we, um, you know, trying to come to a place of surrender. It's a lot of emotions that we need to navigate, feeling like disappointed or anguish, grief, frustration, feelings like unfair. Why me? Why isn't this happening the way I envisioned it being? Or this isn't, you know, this is not going how I wanted it to. This isn't what I wanted or expected. Like that, you know, mm-hmm. like inner child in us is stamping their foot. Like, no, this isn't Can't what trim. I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, there's yep. no magic off switch. We're, we're human beings having a human experience. And exactly. we get to feel all those complicated emotions that go with that. Yeah. And surrender, it just it's not about feeling or not honoring our emotional response. It's about allowing ourselves to feel all those things that come up. It's about making space for and acknowledging our emotional landscape at the time, but not letting them run wild or feeding negative narratives. It's, it's saying, I see you, I feel my pain, I hear my pain, my frustration, disappointment, and I make space for you. I'm honoring your presence and my truth without any kind of judgment or criticism for yourself for that. And that can be challenging sometimes. You know, we're 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 trained to have all kinds of judgments. Yeah. You I know? mean, I I sure I'm not the only person with the negative 
critic that's constantly <laughs> talking in my brain, like that's terrible. What do you should, mean? should, should, should. <laughs> yes. That's not yep. good enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, now I'm able to open my hands and my heart to what is and move from there versus trying and trying and trying to, you know, make things into what I wish they were. And it's still a work in progress. Cause like I said, my helping spirits have been at me with this. I cannot <laughs> tell you the number of quotes I have that refer to open hands around things that I've had in journeys that have come up. <laughs> That's so cool. You know, and I also want to say like surrender is not about by- bypassing our life experiences or taking a passive role in our lives. Absolutely. It can be a hard place to get to and it can be really emotional it can be a huge overture in trusting the universe and trusting ourselves. And there was a really huge release of heaviness. There was just like this, ah, okay. And I stopped fighting. I stopped yeah. fighting. And that was so freeing. It's like you finally come to a place of rest within this yeah. internal struggle that you've had going on. And you're finally like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't have to struggle all this time and make it like six times harder to do Absolutely. this thing. <laughs> and I, I think that, you know, as I see it now, and I think you do too, Brie, is, you know, illness or dis-ease in any ways, it's, it's like an incoherence or, or, or conflict within ourselves. And so when we stop fighting with ourselves, there's like a huge release and there's sort of like this, a bit of coherence comes back together again, at least with illness. And I think that it also, when we can come to a place of surrender, brings us to a place of this potential, these possibilities that we didn't see before. And also maybe we come to some truths about a situation or mm-hmm. something in our lives that you know we were fighting because we were trying to make something fit that just didn't fit for us. And everybody else was telling it us that this is what needed to be, or we needed to show up in this way. So we were killing ourselves to try and, and please others instead of trying to be enough for ourselves. Or, or, or like I said, you know, we don't want to see it for what it is. And when we surrender, we're, we're able to actually see it with more clarity. So Maybe you're like, yeah. oh, I need some boundaries here. Like there are some unhealthy boundaries that have put me in this situation that I've been fighting yeah. against. And I need to find a way to speak my truth and instill boundaries here or change the dynamics. Or there could be a pattern that you haven't been seeing until you finally surrender to it and say, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm curious about that. Where's that? What I'll start from and how can I change that? Yeah, I think it, you know, surrender can put us into a place where we can be curious and we can Mm -hmm. say, huh, all these things are coming up for me. And why is, why is that? Like, I think sometimes we're so trying to not feel those unpleasant things or we don't want to experience that. Or again, we're still trying to make everything fit the, the narrative or the image in our head or some ideal of what we thought would be instead of, okay, this is what is. And how do I move from here, a place of what is through this? in a way that's good for me and healthy. And And that's where the magic can occur. I really do believe that. That's where the magic occurs. Absolutely. So what does spirit have to say about surrender, Brie? My helping spirit said that sacred surrender allows one to come to a place of acceptance without judgment, to see the many facets of a situation through a lens of stillness and clarity, to gain wisdom from a new perspective. When you can see the truth of a situation or life experience without your internal resistance blocking you, you can find new ways of moving forward and seeing the world. Coming to a place of genuine surrender is an act of trust that can lead you to seeing the richness of life and beauty in the most unexpected of places. Mm, Love that. I love that. So my helping spirits said, surrender is such a difficult concept for humans to understand merely because it's so hard for them to do in general. Humans like to know what is happening next. They'd like to know there's some position of control that they can operate from. 
This is universal because it brings a sense of safety to your psyche. And when you feel unsafe, the place of surrender is a beautiful one, a holy time. True surrender is challenging for every person. You are allowing us to take the challenges and allow for a better outcome than you might imagine in the limitations of your human mind. Surrender is a state of being that connects you stronger to your purpose because in letting go and allowing, you put your trust in something larger than yourselves. Trusting in that which you cannot see with human eyes is a state of vulnerability, and we see this as a silent prayer and asking for intervention. We cannot fully interfere with your personal sovereignty and free will until you surrender and allow some other form to appear in your life that you may never have dreamt up without letting go of the situation in question. So do not fear the place of surrender. It's beautiful. I'm always amazed by like little nuggets of wisdom that they, can, they I share with us. Away. <laughs> I really am. So our website journey prompt for this episode is journey to your helping spirits and ask to be shown ways that you can open up to surrender in your life. That would be healing and help you to move forward in the flow of your life's journey. And you can find that at our website at shamansafterdark.com. And you can also find Brie on treehearthealing.com and myself at threecrowshealing.com with a numeral three. There are also links on our personal pages on shamansafterdark.com. Till next time, everyone, keep on shining your light.